Welcome everyone to Kliss's Mic Drop. We are in our week eight edition of Kliss's Mic Drop. This week, it's the Broncos against the Los Angeles Chargers, not the San Diego Chargers. Uh, boy, what was uh, what the heck went on last week huh? against the Kansas City Chiefs? The Broncos looked, uh, well, okay on defense after that first drive, but uh, special teams and offense just were uh, terrible, uh, below uh, NFL caliber level. Uh, Drew Locke is now the 33rd ranked quarterback out of 33 starters in the league. He has the lowest completion percentage. He's had four interceptions and no touchdown passes in the two games since his shoulder injury. And I, I, I don't think it's the shoulder. I don't think there's pain. I don't think there's weakness uh, back there. Maybe there's, maybe there is. I don't know. But uh, uh, primarily, I think it's just that uh, Drew Locke lost his mojo. He seems to be a guy who goes uh, up and down, like a lot of young quarterbacks, up and down with his confidence level. And uh, hopefully, uh, Pat Shermer, uh, Vic Fangio, they can pull it all together and uh, come up with a good game plan that works against the Chargers, who are also 2-4. and four. Uh, The Chargers, though, must be a worse team than the Broncos because their quarterback is playing incredible. Uh, Justin Herbert, the rookie, he's played in five games, and in all five games, he has been great. Uh, let me pull up uh, some of the, st- uh, the stats that he has here. On uh, and This is the rookie from the Oregon. Elway liked him coming out after his junior year, but uh, Herbert didn't come out. He went back for his senior year. So at that same time, Drew Locke came out after his senior year at Missouri. Uh, so Elway grabbed Locke in the second round, and that's his quarterback. And uh, Herbert this year, first game, uh, he throws for 311 yards, a loss to Kansas City, 23-20. to Second game, he throws for 330 yards, lost to Carolina, 21-26. Third game against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks, he throws three touchdowns and 290 yards. They lose 31, 38-31. Uh, fourth game, he loses to New Orleans, 30-27. to He throws for 264 and four touchdowns. Last week against Jacksonville, uh, they win 39-29. Herbert throws for 347, three touchdowns, and rushes for 66 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he's going so good. I mean, those are five phenomenal games. And uh, uh, so we'll see if Fangio uh, can uh, confuse him just a little bit. Uh, Fangio has confused Brady some, even though you couldn't tell in defeat. He confused Be- uh, Big Ben. You, you know, didn't get credit for it because they lost. I thought he confused uh, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes doesn't take four sacks like he did last week. and um, But it was a blowout because of special teams uh, and the offensive turnovers. Two fumbles by uh, Melvin Gordon, including the bad flea flicker, and also uh, just uh, fighting for extra yards. It got poked out from behind. So um, this week we talked to Malik Reed. Speak, that's uh, Malik Reed, edge rusher, undrafted out of Nevada last year. He's really come on. Uh, last year, you remember him in the preseason, he was tre- he was tremendous. Uh, had the sack right away in that Hall of Fame game, preseason opener. And uh, that was our introduction to Malik Reed. He made the 53-man roster. He kept that streak going for undrafted guys making the team. It's now something like 16 of the last 17 years for the Broncos. But then you didn't see much of Malik during the season. He played in 15 games. 
but he didn't have uh, any sacks till late in the year. He wound up with uh, two sacks late, got one against the Lions at the end. And then this year, in the first three or four games, he had, uh, he had uh, no sacks. Uh, let's call it the first four games he had no sacks, and then he's got four in the last two. He brought down Cam Newton, and he brought down Patrick Mahomes uh, twice each. So that, uh, that tells you something. It's not easy bringing down either one of those guys. So congratulations to uh, Malik Reed. He joins us on our podcast, had a really nice uh, interview with him. Uh, again, the Broncos have to rebound. It looked good after they beat the Jets and beat the Patriots. Now that Patriot win doesn't look so hot anymore because uh, uh, the Patriots just got drilled uh, this past week, 33-6 to by the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, in New England, that game was, and Cam continued to look bad. Slow on the trigger uh, for Cam Newton. So we'll see if New England can rebound this week in Buffalo. That's, a, that's an interesting game. I wouldn't count out Bill Belichick in that game quite yet, but uh, they are underdogs against the Bills. Hard to believe that the Patriots have fallen off that much without uh, Tom Brady. Uh, but they had also, remember this, you know, they lost so many players from opting out of COVID more than any other team. And, uh, you know, I think they would have had a chance had it not been for that. And and then they got hit with COVID as the Broncos were coming in. So maybe the Patriots bounce back. Uh, they should be healthier. They should have a few more practices. Um, I think they'll play better uh, than they have the last couple of weeks uh, this Sunday in Buffalo. For the Broncos, they take on the Los Angeles Chargers, a must win for the Broncos in my estimation. Chris Harris, unfortunately, has a broken foot. Still a couple weeks away and he will not uh, be able to, uh, he will not be able to play uh, this week against the uh, Denver Broncos. So uh, let's go to uh, Malik Reed right now and then I will talk uh, to you on the other end. Uh, again, this is uh, Cliss's mic drop. Uh, and we're in week eight, the Broncos two and four, taking on the Chargers two and four. Let's hear what Malik Reed has to say about the upcoming game and the fact that he's playing so well here with four sacks in his last two. Congratulations, you've had uh, quite the run. Four sacks in the last uh, two games after having two all of last year, none in the first uh, four games. What's been the difference? Uh, it's really, I feel like just, you know, the coaches, you know, they put in a good game plan each each week and really just going out um, with having, having uh, believing in yourself, having confidence in yourself and, you know, the abilities, you know, that God has given me and thankful for the opportunities that he has presented and just, you know, embracing it. The um, last year when you're undrafted and you're just feeling your way versus this year, what were some of the things you had to learn that you didn't know you had to learn last year? I feel like uh, just like the, the little, you know, nuances of the game, uh, you know, I feel like the game slowed down like more like throughout going throughout the season uh, last year. But like actually, you know, I guess understanding, you know, offenses and, you know, how they, you know, are trying to, 
you know, attack us, it's different matchups that they're trying to get and understanding, you know, having a better understanding of our defense and, you know, how to be aggressive in our defense as well. I feel like, you know, it's really taken off for, you know, everybody in the defense this year. You had uh, some opportunities through injuries to veterans that were ahead of you, Vaughn Miller and then uh, Jeremiah Atachu. Let's talk about Vaughn. Has he been around, um, you know, the facility? We see him out at practice once in a while working with your position group. What has he done for you, even though he's been hurt and just helped you overall these last uh, year and a half here? Yeah, uh, it's really been, you know, a, a, a underlying. It's always been a message that he, he's been telling me is like, you know, embrace, you know, each opportunity. You know, nothing is too big, nothing like don't don't think of it as, oh, you know, don't limit yourself. You know, don't ever put a limit on what you can and can't do. Uh, just go out there and attack. Go out there and be aggressive, you know, each and every time. And, you know, it's, it's, it's spoken wonders, and I'm thankful, you know, to have a guy like that, you know, to be able to pick his brain and get, you know, tips and stuff from And, you know, because he's watching the games each week, so he can actually see, you know, what's going on, see what, you know, tackles are doing, and, and uh, give me feedback after the game. So it's been great. You're not um, a small guy by any means, but you're you're definitely not the biggest uh, outside edge rusher in the NFL, especially among those who uh, who have four sacks or more. What is what is your secret? What what kind of style? Uh, what are your characteristics that help you get to the quarterback? You know, I feel like uh, you know rushing the passer is kind of like an art. Uh, you know, you see, you seen, you know, guys that have, haven't been the tallest, you know, over the years, whether it's from, you know, Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis, uh, Doomer, Elvis Doomerville, um, whether it's uh, Harrison from the Steelers, uh, you know, guys that, you know, haven't been the tallest, you know, guys, but, you know, still effective uh, pass rushers. And I feel like, you know, maybe not being the tallest guy may give you a little advantage at, at sometimes, you know, with the tackle not being able to, you know, bend as well and be able to get you know get to you before you get around the corner so really taking advantage of you know the what god has blessed me with and is uh having leverage and and being able to actually you know see and think the game because like i said it's a it's an art and all what i've always heard about you know pass rushing is that you know it's chess not checkers so you have to make sure that you you know throwing different things at guys so you have them you know having to look at different looks and 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 being uh, multifaceted as a rusher. The thing I noticed about you, and I noticed it in the Hall of Fame game last year against uh, Atlanta, your very first time we saw you preseason, is when you get there, you finish. You know, sometimes uh, these pass rushers fall off. And again, a lot of these quarterbacks are bigger than you are. Cam Newton, for instance, you brought him down a couple times. Um uh, and then Patrick Mahomes, not exactly a small guy either. What's the key to finishing once you get there and get these guys down on the ground? Uh, I feel like it's something that I, you know, learned. Like, uh, unfortunately, I had to learn it the hard way in uh, in college because uh, you know, beating beating the offensive line and beating winning your one on one matchup. That's the that's the first part of the uh, the rush game. Then you have to get to the you have to bring the quarterback down. And like throughout my college career, you know, I had a few you know miss sacks and. You know, you I feel like you learn from those things and you learn to, you know, how to attack and how to finish, you know, certain quarterbacks. Definitely ones that, you know, like to get out the pocket and scramble, you know. You definitely try to get a good feel for where they like to escape and and make sure that you, 
you know, come under control when you when you get to the quarterback. Because, like you like you said, beating beating the offensive lineman that's just half the battle. You still have to get the quarterback down. So that's something I had to learn the hard way in college. You got another one this week, Justin Herbert, a rookie. He's kind of tearing up the league a little bit, at least statistically. They haven't won a whole lot, but he's played extremely well. Uh, tell us what you think about them, about him, I should say, and uh, the Chargers' offense. Yeah, like you said, he's uh he's out to a, you know a good start. Uh, he's had some some good games, and he has a you know big arm. He's uh, big, fast, and strong. So we definitely got to come ready. Um, you know, he's did a, they've did a great job of I feel like doing a, a lot of different things. So you know, defense had a you know uh, game plan for a, a lot of different looks, and uh, you, you can tell he's uh, he's confident. You know, confident in his abilities, and like I said, that's that's half the battle for any player, quarterback or whatever whatever you're doing. I feel like you have to you know believe in yourself first and foremost, and uh, go out there and play in it. Last week uh, against the Chiefs, we saw a couple of your defensive teammates uh, exhibit some frustration. Shelby Harris uh, got mad at the ref and then uh, had some words with the coach. Uh, uh, Bradley Chubb uh, was animated on the sideline with his uh, uh, disappointment. Uh, what's it like uh, for being on the defense? Because you guys got, got stuck with 43 points uh, behind your unit, even though the offense and special teams really were responsible for 31 of those 43 points. Uh, are you mad at the other uh, two teams? Uh, to tell us where the defense is mentally right now this week. Uh, no. Um, you know, we're all one team in the end. So, you know, when when one phase or other, you know, when, when we're struggling, you know, the other the other side has to, you know, pick, pick us up. And like I said, we're a team. We're all in this together. And uh, – you know, it's the game of football. Like, a lot of emotions get tied into the game. And, you know, when things don't go so well, like, like frustration is going to come. But, you know, once – like, the thing about NFL and the thing I learned quickly is that, you know, that next Sunday comes pretty quick. So, you have to, you know, turn the page and, and get ready for the next opponent. And, like, I, and that, those feelings just don't go away. I mean, it's still, you know, a little bitter, you know, to to uh, have gone through that. But – you know, we we on to the charges right now, and we, you know, looking to build off the things that we, you know, did well in the game and and uh, correct the things that we didn't do so well. So that's where we are now. There's been a couple of uh, positive uh, COVID tests in, in your building. Uh, Coach Fangio said one or two of the staffers, and then uh, we know about Coach Modkins from last week. Mike Munchak is in the protocol. Uh, we're not exactly sure what for, but – uh, any concern on your part or the players' part with the virus starting to to leak around uh, just a tad? I don't. I don't think so. <clears throat> I, I think uh, you know once they all decided to play this year that you know there were you know repercussions of, of playing and there was going to be you know instances where you know test pot like positive tests did happen and you know it's I guess it's on really you know, the protocols that the league has put in to, to take take place and, you know, we're we just doing what we have to do right now and um and rolling with, you know, whatever we have to go whatever whatever we have to go through right now is it is what it is. Like at this point, you know, we're we're in the season and we're playing and I don't I don't think guys are really, you know, are scared right now. We just, you know, focused on on playing and doing whatever we have to do to play. <laughs> we
Thank you very much to Malik Reed. A nice interview there. Um, I thought Malik uh, gave us some nice, uh, thorough, comprehensive answers. Um, interesting guy. Um, I liked what he said about pass rushing being an art. You know, there's a lot of other smaller pass rushers out there that got the job done. Bronco fans know uh, well of one in Elvis Doomerville. So uh, thank you uh, very much to uh, Malik Reed for joining us uh, this week. He deserved uh, a little pub after getting four sacks in his last two games. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Kansas City Chiefs game. Not much to talk about. All those turnovers, uh, you know, and just bad play by special teams in the offense. Uh, looking ahead to the Chargers, it'll be interesting. I think the defense is going to have to keep their cool. Uh, Shelby Harris showed some fire. Bradley Chubb showed some fire last week uh, in losing to the Chiefs. Uh, you don't want to do that every week, though, because then uh, people start. Then it, then uh, fire starts developing a finger pointing, and so it's a fine line there. And I and I think uh, you have to hold that in check this week against the Chargers. The big. You know, you can score on the Charger defense. Uh, the key is going to be to stop Justin Herbert, who's, you know, he runs that read option. Uh, terrific arm. He's, you know, a, a rookie just kind of having fun out there. Uh, I don't think he knows that he's not supposed to be <laughs> doing this well as a rookie. I mean, five, five starts and five phenomenal games for him. So uh, we'll see if uh, Vic Fangio can... Can hold them down. I think it's a must win for the Broncos if, if because uh, listen to this, um, the consequences of uh, of losing uh, versus the reward of winning. You win the game. The Broncos win. They're three and four. They have the Atlanta Falcons next week in Atlanta, and I know the Broncos are underdogs for that. But Atlanta is one and six. They're already on their second coach, Raheem Morris, and so the Broncos can win that game too. And now all of a sudden they're four and four. And the schedule does ease up. I mean, the Broncos have a real shot then at going eight and eight, nine and seven. Um, I, you know, maybe that's uh, being a little ambitious, but that's what a win against the Chargers can do. That it dangles that carrot out there in the number seven uh, wild card spot. They, the odds are still going to be long for the Broncos to make the playoffs at this point because of all the injuries, because their quarterback is inconsistent in, in Drew Locke, but still. Uh, if you win, you're ready for the next week. And then if you win the next week, you're ready again. You know, you just you just keep putting one foot. That carrot is still out there, and you still uh, continue to reach for it. If you lose this game, and you can't beat the two and four Chargers at home, now you're two and five. Everybody has doubt. All of the the, the recent uh, failure of of the Broncos from uh, you know the end of 2016. Really, remember, this decline of the Broncos started the last six games of 2016. They're 7-3, and three, taking on the 7-3 and three Chiefs at home, uh, whatever they called Mile High Stadium, the new Mile High Stadium at the time, and they're up 24-16 with two minutes to go. Alex Smith drove them down. It's 4th and 10 at uh, the 13-yard line. They pick up 11. They score. They get the two-point conversion. They uh, go to overtime with seconds to go, and, uh, you know, they score and get the two-point with seconds to go. They go to overtime. McManus misses a 57-yard field goal. The Chiefs kick a field goal, and um, uh, that's it. The Broncos lose the game, and both teams have gone 180 apart from each other since. 
The Chiefs have dominated the AFC West. The Broncos haven't made it back to the playoffs. In fact, after that 2-4 and four finish, 5-11, and 6-10, and 7-9, and nine, and right now 2-4. and four. So that's why I think this is kind of a crossroad uh, bench. I said last week was a benchmark game, and it showed that the Broncos weren't ready for the big leagues or, or weren't ready for the big time. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs being the big time. They're not in the same ballpark. Um, this week with the Chargers, you got to prove that you're better than the bottom feeders. You know, you bait, uh, I hate to say that the, the Patriots are patsies, <laughs> but they, you know, they're, they're in a bad spot right now. And you beat the winless Jets. So uh, what, what kind of team are the Broncos? Uh, they can be considered a mediocre team if they beat the Chargers this weekend. We'll see. Drew Locke against Justin Herbert. Big week for uh, Locke after he struggled the last couple of weeks. So thanks a lot again to Malik Reed for uh, tuning in here on our uh, uh, Cliss's Mic Drop. This was week eight. Next week we'll do it again at the same time as the Broncos get ready to take on the Falcons in Atlanta. Denver a three-point underdog. They're three-point dogs at home against the Chargers and three-point dogs next week against Atlanta. But the Broncos can win both of those games, and uh, this week uh, definitely is a, a must-win, and so will the following week. they got to get to 4-4. Four and four. they got to win these next two. Or it's a uh, shudder to think what's going to happen with the Broncos the rest of the season and after this season. We'll talk about that at a later time. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks again to Malik Reed, and uh, we'll see you again next week, everybody.